0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. chapter 45 in Isaiah 45 we're going to start with verse 1 it says this thus says the Lord to his anointed please underline or write down the word anointed to Cyrus whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors everybody say double doors to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut I will go before you and make the crooked places straight, and I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Father, I thank you for your word today, and I thank you, Lord God, that your anointing is here to bring forth understanding, to bring revelation, and to destroy every yoke of bondage. I ask that you would anoint my tongue, that it would be as the pen of a ready and skillful writer, that I would speak forth words of life and edification to your people today. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. You know, this morning there was a lot of different directions that I could have went, and as a matter of fact, I was talking with Pastor Micah even before we came up here. He was wanting to know did I have a message title, and I gave him I gave him several, and it was and I really even wasn't totally for sure on that. And I finally came back to this one because whenever I go into any local church, even if I'm traveling out, to, that's not a high praise church, um, but I always seek the Lord not just to, uh, I don't want to just come and deliver my best message or what I might consider this is the message that will really excite people or you know, or really stir people. Nothing wrong with that. But because of the anointing that is upon my life and upon, because of the anointing that I carry, I always seek the Lord in this way. Lord, what are you saying right now to this church body? What is the rhema that you have for them? God, what is the now word that you have for high praise, Christ for you? Because I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying something right now for this church body. Can you look at somebody and say right now? Look at somebody and say a right now word. You know, the entire Bible, I believe all of it is written and we can be encouraged we can be edified, we can be built up, made strong, and we can grow from everything that we read in the Bible. Do you believe that? Do you believe the Bible is God's Word? Amen? It is, the, it is the inspired, unadulterated Word of God. We believe that the Bible that we have, that it is God's Word to us. It is God speaking to us. However, there are certain things within the Bible, and there are certain truths, there are certain understandings, There are certain things that we can derive from the word of God that God begins to shine light upon. And he is saying, I'm bringing attention to this at this particular season that you're in. In other words, this that is written is now a rhema for you right now. This is something I am saying, uh, although I said it in the past to a particular person or individual or group of people, now I am saying it once again, uh, because how many you know God's word lives and abides forever? He says, I'm saying it again and now bringing emphasis for this particular season that you're in. And as I began to pray about where High Praise Crestview is at right now. Lord, what are you saying to High Praise Crestview? And this is what I really believe that the Lord is saying to you, and you may want to write it down, and that is this You are moving into a season of open double doors. You are moving into a season of open double doors. Look at somebody and say, Open double doors. Now, whenever you read, uh, I know that many people... How many of you have ever read the book of Revelation? Any of it at all? Have you ever read the book of Revelation? Whenever You you read the book of Revelation, and particularly whenever you uh, read chapters 2 and chapters 3, what you find is there are seven churches, the seven churches of Asia Minor, that there were specific letters that were written to the pastors, to the leaders which also meant it was to the entire congregation of these churches that that were present at that time and moment. Now, uh, understand although those letters were written to those churches at that time, we can still derive truth and understanding from those. But you also have to understand that there is a principle that we see that happens where the Holy Spirit begins to speak something specific to a local church. And whenever you read there, it says, to the church at Philadelphia, write this. To the angel or the pastor, the the messenger, the leader of the church of Sardis, write this. To the church of Laodicea, write this. And as you read uh, the different letters that are written to those seven different churches, you'll find that none of them are the same. Right? You know why? Because the people are not the same. The leaders are not the same. They live in a different territory in a different region. And so the Lord pins a, a personal letter by the Spirit of God to that local church. And I said all that to say this. I believe that God is pinning something to high praise Crestview today. And the Lord is saying that you are in a season of open double doors. Hallelujah. Open double doors. I believe that God is moving you into that season. Now, starting two services and launching two services, I believe that this is just a physical manifestation of what God is declaring over this church body. And the fact that you're having to do double services now, it is merely a manifestation of what the Holy Spirit is already speaking, what he's already declaring over this church, and that is this, there is double doors that he has opened before this church body. There is double opportunities. There is double blessing. There is double outpouring. May I say this? There's a double measure of revival coming to your family and to the unsaved within your family. Now, a lot of times I make, you know, whenever I'm preaching in our own church, most of the time I'm not necessarily bringing some type of prophetic word. But I believe this morning, hear this, this is a prophetic word. This is not just a nice message. Does everybody hear this? I'm not just delivering to you a a good word today. I believe that this is a declaration of the Holy Ghost today. And that is this, you are anointed for this, and he is bringing you in to a season of open double doors. Amen? And again, whenever you read some of the the letters to the churches that's over there in Revelations 2 and 3, you know, he said even to the church at Philadelphia, he said, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. May I add to the fact that God is bringing you into a season of open double doors. Hear this, no man will be able to shut what God has opened to you. This territory has been opened to you and you are anointed for this season. I think one of the things that people need to realize that whatever God has called you to do and whatever season of life you might be in, there is an anointing that God releases upon you for the season that you are walking in at that moment and time. I can remember a long, long, long time ago, a long time, you know, in a galaxy far, far away, back in the 1980s. Was anybody alive back then? All right. Uh, 1980, uh, I... I, I I'm going to try to abbreviate this, but I became a worship leader. I didn't become a worship leader because I wanted to be a worship leader. I became a worship leader because there was nobody else there to do it. Do you know, sometimes you almost accidentally step into your destiny? In other words, you don't even go there, you don't necessarily, as a matter of fact, some of you might be in this church right now, and you just might have accidentally come upon this church, right? Well, you know, I'm looking for a church, you know, and all of a sudden you see something pop up on Facebook or whatever it might be, Instagram, and you say, let's go try that out, you know? Something, Maybe something witnessed in your spirit, but you know, the reality is we have to always realize that God is ordering our steps, amen? God orders my steps, and so... uh But for every season, there's an anointing. And so back in the 80s, I started leading worship because there was nobody else to do it. And before that, of course, I was a trumpet major in college. I was a music major, and I was going to be basically what was back then referred to just as a music director, music minister, is what they called him. And you had to know music well, and so I knew music theory. I could arrange music. As a matter of fact, I started arranging music for jazz band whenever I was in the ninth grade. I know that's kind of crazy, but I just the Lord gifted me with an, uh, with an ability to know how to do this. It was very easy for me. You know, when God anoints you to things, you know, some things that's hard for others becomes very easy for you. You don't even know why. You know, I was talking with, uh, we're ha- having dinner with John and uh, his lovely wife and, and Reagan, he was having a little, well, a little private party, I guess you would call it. But anyway, him and his girlfriend, okay? So, but nonetheless, so... Oh, now he's embarrassed. A six year old is embarrassed. Can you believe it? But nonetheless, uh, so, but he was talking about, you know, what the, the, jo- the role that he plays and the job that he works and things like that. You know what? And I could see pretty quickly well, you know, there's just, it's not just a skill. And I'm not saying there's not any skill that's involved, but you know what? God will anoint you to do what you're doing. He'll, he'll anoint you to do what, what, you know, if you work at Walmart, God, there's an anointing God a release upon your life at Walmart, amen. amen, regardless of what you do. There's an anointing for where, wherever you are functioning, whatever you're doing. A lot of times we think about the anointing as just something that operates within the house of the Lord, but listen, it's designed to operate outside the house, amen. right, outside the house, amen, you'll be the best businessman, God will give you favor and you'll know how to do. And you'll hear the voice of the Lord and know the correct decision that you're to make. And so there's anointing that God released. So when I started leading worship, there was an anointing that God began to release. And I didn't think that I had an anointing. But you know what? Is? When I started back in 1980, 81, 82, I started leading worship. If you would have told me then that one day I was going to lead worship on a worship album that was going to sell close to half a million copies and my songs were going to go around the world, that's before I'd even written any songs. I'd have said, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. You know what? Here's the problem. You've never heard me sing. Let me just sing a few bars for you and you will will take back everything that you just said. Because I couldn't sing. Let me tell you what, when my wife and I, whenever, right before we got married and even after we'd get married, sometimes I'd start singing and she would actually ask me to stop singing. That's I'm telling you, it was that bad. I was destroying the atmosphere. I, you know, the, there was no romance on the other side. I could, sing, I could sing three times a lady, but she certainly didn't feel like it after I sang it. Anybody remember that song? Your once. I did not sound like Lionel Richie. Okay. I mean, I was worse than Bob Dylan, but the reality, or Joe Cocker, but nonetheless, but the reality, I'm probably spouting out some names that nobody even remembers, but nonetheless, for everybody that's over 50, y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody over 60 here like me? Am I the only person over 60 here? Y'all, all right, a couple of, some of you afraid, of, don't want to raise your hands, but anyway. Hallelujah, yeah. My wife doesn't look that old, but she's 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 not over, but she has arrived, I have to tell you. She came in for a landing, praise the Lord. But nonetheless, you know, she uh but the reality is, if you don't know any of those people, they, they all have bad voices. There's nothing, they sing off pitch, they sing out of tune, they're real gruff when they sing. And that's, I didn't sound real gruff, but I sang off pitch really, really bad. I could hear myself being out of tune because, you know, i have been trained playing trumpet, and I, I could tell when something was, you know, uh, on pitch and you were right on pitch versus when you're a little flat or a little sharp. And I could tell, mm, I'm flat, I'm sharp now, but I didn't know what to do in order to correct it. So I said all that to say this. There was an anointing that God began to release within my life. And with that, there was a skill that I began to develop. And as a result of that, it began to bless people. And people began to recognize that anointing that rested upon my life. And so it wasn't something necessarily that I requested or asked for. But understand this, God will always release an anointing upon your life for the season that you're walking in. Whatever season it is. See, you have to understand that wherever you're at right now, I'm anointed for this you have to have confidence that I'm anointed for this. I don't care what the season it is and how rough or how difficult it may look at the moment or time, you're anointed for this. Praise God. It's really rough at at the job right now, but hear this. You're anointed for this. You know what? We're in a challenging situation in a building, but you know what? We're anointed for this. Praise God. Yes, you know what? God's anointing is released upon us so that we can do two services right now. You know why? Because we were in a space situation and and we needed more space. The quickest way you can get more space is you go to more services, right? But you know what? It requires more of everybody within the church. And so we're not, we're not going to complain about it. We're going to say, we're anointed for this. Look at somebody say, you're anointed for this. Come on, tell two people at least, you're anointed for this. So every season, there's an anointing that God releases. When I was writing a song, there was an anointing that God released that empowered that within my life. And as a result of it, there were many songs that I wrote that literally went around the world supernaturally. God opened the doors because I tell you, well, the anointing of God will cause doors to open before you that you can't open by yourself. You can knock, you can kick, you can speak to it, you can do everything, you can declare, make declarations of faith over it, but understand this, there's things that the anointing will do through you that you can't get in any other way. It is the anointing of God. You know why God does it that way? Because at the end of the day, you can't beat yourself on the chest and take credit for anything. You know, I can't beat myself. Oh, I'm a great songwriter. Oh, I'm a good pastor. Oh, you know, I've done this and I've done that. No, we have to say, to God be the glory. Great things he has done. Lord, it is your anointing working through me that has brought this within my life. Amen? And so for every season, there's an anointing. You know, a lot of times people begin to freak out when things are not going the way that they think that they ought to go. The church begins to freak out if if something happens in the culture. You know, I still don't understand why we get so shocked when sinners act like sinners. Think about it for just a moment. Why are we so shocked that sinners act? You can't expect anything other than sinners to sin, right? You can't expect anything other than for people that are controlled by demons to, you know. Listen, when Jesus was met by the maniac of Gadara. You know the story where the man that lived in caves and was cutting himself and and doing all the crazy things. You know, whenever he, when he was met by the maniac of Gadara, he didn't go, ah, right? So what Jesus did, he didn't, he didn't say disciples, can you believe this? I can't believe what they're doing these days. This man's naked. He's cutting himself. He's dwelling in caves. You know, that's, even Reagan like that. (laughs) You know, Jesus didn't freak out. I mean, honestly, that should be almost the theme song of the church many times. Freak out, because that's what we're doing all the time. You know what? We don't need to freak out. We need to stand up and say, I'm anointed for this. I'm anointed for this. I know people are acting crazy, but you know what? I'm anointed for this. I know there are people that aren't sure what gender they might be, but you know what? I'm anointed for this. Amen? Amen? That's pretty easy. You can go look in the mirror and you should be able to figure it out, you know, for most sane people. But the reality is regardless of what's controlling people, understand this, you're anointed for this. You know, it shouldn't surprise us. And by the way, just so you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Because the same things that we're dealing with today, understand this, they were were as bad or worse in the Roman Empire when Jesus walked the face of this earth. But we're always freaking out, freaking out like God has fallen off the throne. My friend, hear this. God is still God, and Jesus is still Lord, and he is still King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? (laughs) Regardless of what might be going on in the culture, the society, and understand this, when I say that, I'm not putting my stamp of approval on it by any means. I'm just saying this. I'm anointed for this. That's the reason you're supposed to be light in the middle of darkness. You're anointed for this. Well, they're cussing at the office. Well, what's new? You know what? You're anointed for this. Start witnessing to them. You know what? They start cussing. You start praying in tongues. They'll shut up real quick. Praise God. Amen. They want to start cussing. You go. They'll look at you real strange. And all of a sudden, there'll be a holy hush in a place. Right? You think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm telling you the truth. You start praying in tongues. When it, how many of y'all are filled with the Holy Ghost? Y'all believe it? We believe in the Holy Spirit being filled with the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. That's not strange. Every one of the disciples spoke in tongues. By the way, Jesus' mother, Mary, she spoke in tongues also. Praise God. Everybody that was there in the upper room, they spoke in tongues. We see numerous times where people baptized in the Holy Spirit. Whenever they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues. That's what the Bible says. It's not weird. It's not strange. And it has not passed away. Okay? Has not passed away. That's crazy. And, you know, people teaching that kind of garbage. But nonetheless, this is the deal. You're anointed for this. So the darker it is, guess what? The anointing is only going to shine that much brighter within your life. Right? So we don't have to be the ones freaking out. No, praise God. God's got this. Amen? You walk into a. Anybody remember some of those old Western movies? You remember any of the Clint Eastwood, you know? You ever remember Clint Eastwood freaking out? You know? No, he'd walk into these real bad situations. You know, a guy, bounty hunter comes in. He's sitting in a saloon and um, begins to ask some questions. You know, basically the guy, you know, t- tells him he's, he's looking for, I think it's Josie Wells or something like that. But nonetheless... And, uh, and the, the bounty hunter says, well, you know, i got to make a living. And then Clint Eastwood says, you probably remember the line, dying ain't no ma- way to make a living, boy. Anybody remember that? Dying ain't no way to make a living, boy. You know, it, we have to realize that we don't have to panic because people are doing crazy things. You're anointed for this Why is this church here? It's because we're anointed for something. We're anointed to change the the spiritual temperature, change the dynamics, change the hearts of other individuals. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Do you believe that today? You know, when God called me to pastor, I didn't want to pastor. It seemed like everything that I've ever done in ministry and even the things that I'm doing right now, I never wanted to do. Never wanted to do. Never cried for it, never prayed for it. As a matter of fact, I wanted to push it away. As a matter of fact, my idea of ministry for the longest time was ministry would be great if it just weren't for the people. <laughs> that was really my attitude. If ministry would be great if it just weren't for the people. And uh, that's where, uh, you know, finally I kind of grew to love worship leading because, you know what, it's me and Jesus and I'm out. Praise the Lord. I, you know, I'm not pastoring people. I'm not having to clean up the mess. I'm not having to deal with all their issues and things like that. You know, I, I'm just preparing the music and worshiping the Lord, getting in the presence of God. Woo! That's great, isn't it? You know? Uh, and then the Lord called me to pastoring. No, 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 no. Lord, you don't understand. I don't like people. You know, I love you with the love of the Lord, but I don't like you. Okay. That's, that was where I was. I'm just being real transparent and honest with you. You know? Yes. I, I love you by faith. Praise the Lord. But the, but, the, but the reality is God called me to passion. Hear this. Whenever, whenever we begin to take this step, and I'll tell you, anointings always begin to flow the moment that you take a step out of the boat. You have to get out of your comfort zone. The anointing will not flow till you get out of your comfort zone. You have to make a decision. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone here. Oh, This is where it's comfortable. You know, I'm right here. I'm right here. Right? Anybody remember the movie Hitch? Okay. This is where you live. see right you got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and you know do whatever (laughs) you have to get out of this and you have to be willing to go where you haven't went before you have to be willing to do what you haven't done before you know what Peter had never walked on water until he walked on water and hear this they had never marched around Jericho and seen walls fall until they marched around Jericho and they saw walls fall amen are you following what I'm saying Peter's shadow had never healed a, a man until Peter's shadow healed a man. Hear this. You have to be willing to do what you haven't done before. But you've got to understand there's an anointing that's there and it's just waiting. It's like your faith as you step out is the trigger that releases the anointing of God. Amen? And so whenever we started pastoring, I didn't want to pastor. But you know what? Once I started pastoring, I started really, God put a supernatural love in my heart for people. And now my wife, she's having to tell me, Hey, we don't need to schedule so many appointments with people. You know, I like just for you and me time. How about that? You know, because I like doing things with people now. I like being with people. You know, I'm one of those pastors that actually likes to come out before the church, uh, before, before the service starts and actually shake hands with people and hug people's necks and let them know that, hey, I love you and I really care about you. So please don't leave until I hug your neck. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, yeah, she does love people too. I don't want to paint her as like this people hater or anything like that. You know, like it went from me to her. No, it didn't happen like that at all. No, but it, but the real but the reality is, you know, I'm saying all that to so say that God changed my heart because now I love being with people. I love fellowshiping with people. I love being able to minister to people because it just man it it it, it, it lights my candle so to speak whenever I see people's lives being changed. Amen. As God has released us into an apostolic dimension, there's an anointing that God's released within us for grounding, founding, and establishing within the church. For every unique season, there is a unique anointing. And hear this. God has released you into a double doors anointing. And please, please hear this. I don't believe that's just for the church gathering, high Praise Crestview. I believe that's God, something God's going to do within every individual within this church body. Don't be surprised whenever things begin to escalate in your life. I'm talking about the good things of God. Don't be surprised whenever you begin to see things break open and breakthrough begin to take place within your life. Amen? How many of you just received that? Will you receive that tonight? Receive that today. Amen? Amen? Think about this. Jesus, for 30 years there was no anointing. But it says over in Acts ten thirty eight. it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of a devil. You notice in Jesus' life for thirty years there was no miracles, there was no, there was n- n- nothing of any type of renown that was being done in Jesus' life or ministry. But hear this: there came the right season that he began to step into his earthly ministry. Are you following this? And the anointing began to be released within his life. See, Jesus is our example. you got to understand that. Jesus is our example. You know what? Jesus didn't raise anybody from the dead until it was his season in time. And hear this, I believe that you are in your season right now. And I believe God is opening double doors and God is saying to this church, church, just walk through because you're going to see what you've required, what you've desired. You're going to see, you're going to see these things happen. You're going to see supernatural healings and miracles happen. You're going to see family revival. And by the way, whenever you hear others outside of this church begin to say, you know what, my kids are doing this and they're acting crazy and doing all that and acting the fool, understand this. That's your open door For you begin to say Grab my hand right now We're going to believe God together And I declare in the name of Jesus That your kids are coming home The prodigals are coming home In the name of Jesus Amen Just like that Listen I believe God's opening double doors But we have to be willing to go through those double doors i to say it again God's opening double doors But we have to be willing to go through it Let me just say this Some major things have just, you know, happening in Panama City right now. Our first service, some of y'all have been in our building. They were having to put out more chairs this morning. They were filled to capacity in our first service. Praise God. That's a good problem to have. Right? We've already started talking about three services. Y'all pray for me. Hallelujah. I got to get in the gym and get in good shape, you know, to be able to do this. You know, uh, praise. uh, But uh, anyway, I, I, I said that one of the things that's taken place is this. We made a decision, and this happened when Pastor Joshua came back, moved back because we, just didn't have this, we didn't have enough staff to be able to do it previous to that. We said this, any door that opens in our community, in our territory, we're going to go through the door. If it's cracked open, we're going through it, praise the Lord. If we just see a little bit of light, just a little crack, we're going to go right through it, right? And we've started doing all sorts of things. We we are uh, we're in so many. We're in every one of the high schools in Bay County. There's five five or six high schools in in Bay County, and we're in every single one of them except one that's out on the beach. We actually are going there on a regular basis. For the school that's right across the street, it's an elementary school. We have partnered with them and we said, anytime that there's a child that's in need, please let us know. If they need shoes, you know what? We bought shoes, we bought shirts, we bought pants, we bought socks, we bought bicycles, we bought bicycle helmets, we bought school supplies. Because we actually, where our church is located, we're not in a real affluent area. It's not necessarily bad. But most on the east side of Bay County, it's known to, for a, more, uh, a, a greater density of uh, impoverished families and children. You know what? We're going to make sure that those families and children are taken care of. To the, you know what? We're, we're going through the crack. There's a crack there. We're going to go through that crack. Because you know what? Somebody's got to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. Somebody's got to do it. And that's what we did. We've been going through and going in and doing these things. And we're, now we're the chaplain. Our, our youth pastor is now the chaplain of the football team, and we're doing other things. And we're preparing. We just had, uh, there was a meeting of the band directors all in Bay County, all the band directors. You know what we did? We said, we'll feed you. So we prepared a meal for them, and we fed them. The teachers had an in-service day before school started. You know what we said? We'll feed you. Callaway Elementary, uh, uh, There, all of the teachers came right across the street to our church building, and we fed them lunch, and we're able to minister to them. That's just some of the things that we're doing. I said all that to say this. I believe that God is going to do the same thing here because I believe this is the word that as God is speaking over this ministry, and I would say, you know, the, the high, our high praise international overall that God is opening double doors. But understand this, you have to be the ones that will say, Lord, we're going to walk through that door. If it cracks open, we're going to go through it. You know what? Now, already Pastor Mike and Pastor Chelsea are doing many of these things already. And if you, you may be wondering why. Well, this is why. This is how you begin to touch the hearts and lives of people, and then they begin to trust you. Because, hear this, they're not going to care what you have to say until, first of all, they know that you care. And if they don't think that you care, and if they think that you're just coming in there to try to straighten them out, understand this, they're not going to listen to one word that you're saying whatsoever. That's the reason the Bible says a man's gift will make room for him. You know what that literally means is that whenever you bring somebody a gift, their heart opens up to you. And whenever you begin to Beg- begin to out of out of compassion and love for others. You begin to open up your heart, and you begin to be a blessing to others. Hear this; they'll open their heart. You want to be you want to be able to minister to the drug addict, then begin to do something for them. You want to be able to minister to the transgender person that doesn't know their you know the right from the left. Understand this; you start doing something and reaching out and say, you know what? Jesus still loves you, and God wants to set you free, and He wants to liberate you. We all times we want to beat people over the head whenever Jesus wants to bring. Them in praise God, He wants to set them free and liberate them, amen. That in no way whatsoever, please hear what I'm saying, it says that, that those kind of behaviors are correct and okay. They're not. Does everybody understand that? They're our, our guideline is the Bible, and the Bible says that God created them male and female. That's what he says, right? God created a male and female. And then Jesus was talking about that actually in reference to marriage. So that means this. Marriage is defined by one man and one woman. That's the way God defines marriage. Amen. I don't even have time to go there. But see, what we have to realize is that the Lord wants to open, and he is opening double doors, but we have to be willing to go through those doors. Amen. How many of you are willing to go through those doors? <laughs> Wherever there's an opportunity, I'm going to go through, and I'm going to minister to people that are hurting and that are dying. Let me, let me close with this. Ezra 4.4. 4. You have to understand this. In a double door season, and a double door anointing, there's always going to be challenges. And during that, the enemy will try to prevent you from doing things. You have to make a decision. I am not going to stop. You know, whenever you read that passage of Scripture, you have to realize it was given to Cyrus in a time of building and reestablishing, just like we're having here. And any time you begin to build or establish, the devil will attempt to hinder the word and discourage you. The enemy will use people to attempt to discourage you. He will stir up people through offense, jealousy, and other works of the flesh. And Ezra 4, 4 says, Then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah, and they troubled them in building. And they hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia although cyrus had been given the word of the lord the enemy attempted to stop the purpose of god listen people acting crazy and doing stupid things is usually an indicator that you're doing something right and god's going to put them right in your path you know why because you're anointed for this you're anointed to see deliverance come forth within their life amen you're on the right course i believe that's what the lord is saying you got to know high praise you got to know you're anointed everybody say we're anointed Look at somebody and say, we're anointed. We read in the Bible, it says that it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. The anointing destroys the yoke. And when you define the word anointing, what it literally means is to rub with oil. To rub with oil. Just reach over and just kind of touch somebody. You don't have any oil on your hands. We say, to rub with oil. Just, just rub them on the shoulder, okay? And that's what, what anointing means. It means to rub with oil. To rub with oil. Now... Has anybody ever uh, seen one of those greased pig competitions? You ever seen one of those? You ever watch one of those greased pig competitions? Where they grease up a pig, and then they put the kids, did they have, I don't know if they, they used to have them in Bonifay, I think in, they had the rodeo or something like that, but they put, you know, grease up a pig and put the pig out there, and all the kids would chase and try to grab the pig. And it was next to impossible. You couldn't get the pig. The reason you couldn't get the pig, simply this. It had too much oil on it. I have some good news for you today. Whenever you begin to operate and flow in the anointed, and you realize I'm anointed for this, hear hear this. The devil can't touch you. He may try, sickness may try to grab hold of you. Disease may try to grab hold of you. Poverty, lack, insufficiency may try to grab hold of you. Oppression may try to grab hold of you. Children acting crazy may try to grab hold of you. I'm here to tell you this the devil can't hold on to you, the enemy cannot hold on to you, and the devil can't touch this. Nah, 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 nah. Can't touch this. Nah, 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 nah. Can't touch this, right? Can't touch this. The devil can't touch this. You know why? Because I'm anointed for this. He may try to frustrate me. may try to stop me. But I'm telling you, he can't touch this. And he can't hold back. You know why? It is the anointing that destroys the yoke. The anointing. If I could, I, you know, you. To the the hordes of hell, you have to put a sign on, say, slippery when wet. Praise God. You can't grab hold of me, and you can't hang on to me. I'm going to slide right through your fingers, praise God, because you can't touch this. Would you stand to your feet today? How many of you have received something from this this morning? Have you gotten anything? I haven't been here to entertain you. You know, this is just the way that I minister and flow, but I'm here to tell you that you're anointed for this. That's what the Lord wants me to declare over you. You're in a season of open double doors and you're anointed for this. God's anointing is upon you for this and you can do it. Look at somebody say, you can do it. Come on, look at somebody say, we can do it. Look at somebody say, we will do it. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Lift your hands to heaven right there. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that the entrance of your word, it gives light and illumination. I thank you, Lord, that today that we're rising up with your anointing and power, that we're anointed for this, that, Lord God, that you have called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. Lord God, that we are moving into your purpose and your plan. Lord God, we thank you for the release of building land, structures, anything and everything that's needed, the resources that are needed for this church body to accomplish your purpose because we're anointed for this. You have anointed us for this. Lord, just like you spoke over your servant Cyrus, I thank you, Lord, you're speaking uh, over this church today that they are your anointed, that they are your anointed. Would you just lift your hand and say, Lord, I thank you that I'm your anointed. Come on, say it. Lord, I thank you that I am your anointed. You have anointed me. You have anointed me. You've rubbed me with your oil, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing that flows today in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. I just hear the Lord saying for this church body. The Lord says pay no attention even to the things that may surround. For the Lord says even I'm causing you to come into a place where you'll be able to make even a larger joyful sound. And the Lord says I'm going to do what men said could not be done. And the Lord says is coming forth even through the power of my son. And the Lord says even even my name will be spread abroad. And the Lord says, meaning will be delivered. And the Lord says, they will no longer the walk the street that is broad. But the Lord says, they'll begin to come into the way, the narrow way. And the Lord says, even with their mouths, they will begin to praise. Even as they begin to walk in a new day and in a new way. So the Lord says, even today, lift your hands and know that I'm moving by my power and my strength. I'm moving from deep within. And I'm causing a song of glory. And even a manifestation of praise to come forth, says the Spirit of the Lord. So the Lord says, Arise today. And the Lord says, shake off the frustration of yesterday. I just heard the Lord say there's some of you have been frustrated about where you're at right now. And God wants you to shake off the frustration and receive his anointing. Would you just do that? Just get you just as a prophetic gesture, just shake your hands in front of you and say, I'm shaking off the frustration. I'm, I'm shaking off. Oh, Lord, I thank you for deliverance from those things, the frustrations and the anxiety. And Lord God, that you are causing us to have an understanding that you have anointed us for this season. We are anointed for this season. We are anointed for this season in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, you're moving your people even into a new way, in a new day, in Jesus' mighty name. Can you give the Lord a praise this morning?